when I was eight, yeah I wanted a wraith, yeah But I had a hide in my imagination Back in the day, huh, I wanted a name, yeah But I was too What's good, everybody? This is another episode of the Legends of Athletics podcast. Of course, you know me. Uh, I'm your host with the most. I, I, I felt like that would be cool to say, but it really ain't that cool. But anyway, it's your boy Justin Miller, and I'm here with my with my uh, longtime friend uh, Mario Harris. I guess I can say a friend slash uh, mentor slash somebody I was fortunate to run into uh, during during my tenure at uh, at MSU. So. Uh, Mario, I'll let you give a little intro, a little information about yourself, and then we'll jump into it. Oh, man, I'm honored uh, to be called a mentor. Um, I, I just try to do the best I can and, you know, set the best example. But, uh, man, we got a lot of history ourselves, man. We uh, actually did a little research together. Uh, you, mm -hmm. you helped me on, on my thesis project, and I know you've done some research after that going forward as well. So um, just a little bit about me. Uh, from Columbus, Mississippi, I'm 35 years old. I'm married to my wife of six years, two beautiful kids, and graduate from MSU with a master's and a bachelor's in exercise science. Uh, I'm currently in the car business right now, so I got a trucking company. Got a lot going on, just trying to move forward, but very simple guy. I believe in helping others. I believe in pushing the culture forward, and I believe in having uncomfortable conversations for the development of our culture. So that's just a little bit about me, man. Oh yeah, for sure. So, so y'all heard Mario say, you know, I helped him on, on his thesis. You know, what I'm saying, and uh, y'all have heard my stories at MSU because your boy, your boy fell off for a little bit, <laughs> but, but man, it was good times. Learned, learned, learned a lot, a lot of good information. I mean, especially like I was, I was pretty blessed because y'all was, y'all were in y'all's master's programs, and me coming up, up the ranks, uh, doing undergrad at that time, that that kind of helped me a whole lot, especially with my classes and stuff. So I was real fortunate with that, and just uh, kind of seeing you over the years. You know, as far as like growth and development, you know, even with your wife and kids, stuff like that is very motivating. And uh, that's kind of what we're here to talk about today. But before we jump into that, I got to take care of a little housekeeping that I forgot. So if you are on any social media platform and you want to follow Legends of Athletics, just type Legends of Athletics and then hit that follow button. Also, with this uh, episode, make sure to like, share, comment and subscribe. And uh, we'll make sure it's, that it's, it's out there. So wherever you listen to podcasts at, whether that be on Apple, Spotify, whatever it's available on all platforms so the first thing a couple of topics that we want to talk about is you know why relationships why relationships fail and though this is called legends of athletics of course we we are very broad and covering a wide array of topics from uh emotional health spiritual health physical health as well sports performance but also relationships are included in that so we want to talk about why relationships fail, some solutions to make them work, and the effect of marriage can have on our community. Kind of like Mario uh, uh, pointed out earlier, you know, trying to help the culture move forward, trying to help our people be better. One thing I can say about the black community, because that's a community that I'm well versed in, and that's one I'm a part of, is that over a year, over the years, over time, we have kind of um, slacked off in relationships and we've kind of made it more popular for the hot girl summer the city boys and all the the kind of craziness that we kind of glorify these days even you know from um you know putting putting more uh i guess celebratory type things in place you know for you know as, as much as we had to say it but for kids born out of wedlock and things like that and not really having any like we we live in a community where there's no um no wrong and everything can everything can be right i would pro i would probably dare to say um and so what we, we want to talk about you know is, is kind of get down to the to the position of you know the first thing we're going to jump into is you know why do relationships fail you know why why do we why do you think relationships fail mario well, a lot of it is obvious, you know, um, you have communication, you know, if mm -hmm. you don't communicate what you're thinking, how you're feeling, nobody reads minds. And a part of communication is, is which is a lost skill, is having a very uncomfortable conversation. Mm -hmm. It's easy to talk about the game. It's easy to talk about, you know, homecoming. It's easy to talk about step shows. It's easy to talk about, you know, careers, aspirations, things like that. But Right. You have to have those very uncomfortable conversations, you know. Also, I would say 
Uh, second thing on the list is unrealistic expectation, which comes mm-hmm. along with communication. A lot of people don't communicate and they harbor unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. And as time goes on, those things are put to the test and they're exposed and they become foundational principles that can't be reconciled in a relationship. Right. And, and that bleeds over into evolution. As we grow, we change. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. A lot of people don't understand that what you liked at 18, what I liked at 18, especially when it comes to a woman, when it comes to, you know, we can go, you know, service level as far as features. Yeah. But it gets deeper as to, you know, you talk about characteristics, behaviors, mm-hmm. skill sets, you know, the things that one, we're not taught to look for at a younger age, but two, we realize that we actually need in an older age. Mm-hmm. And what happens in those things is if we get in relationships based on superficial attributes, Mm-hmm. that evolve over time and we don't communicate those we have unrealistic expectations so it kind of comes back full circle as to why a failure is imminent so hey and you know one thing i'm thinking about with the unrealistic unrealistic expectations man i was, I was thinking about uh man was it uh man and I, i'm gonna use pop culture a little bit here i think it was uh sweetie was like if your man ain't buying you the birkin bag give them to the streets or whatever i think um that's just a, a kind of outlandish but yet extreme um example but i think a lot of times these days i think first of all when we when we think about relationships from a man standpoint i think you have to have some sort of stability um if you if you want to pursue it seriously you know what i'm saying i think and i think you should date with a purpose and not just casually um i Agreed. think that's a, another part another place where we get ourselves in trouble is that we just go about it haphazardly and, you know, we think uh, that we'll just fall in love with that person. Eventually, you know, that you, and that's where communication comes in. You think eventually both of y'all be on the same page and that you'll get married and, you know, live happily ever after. Because that's what a Disney movie has told, told us most of our lives. But in reality, I think, like you said, you have to have those very sobering conversations because um, that's where a relationship starts with the boredom. Um, it's not really the Barnum and Bailey circus. You know, when, when you out, you're doing different activities, things like that. That's fun. And eventually in your relationship, you know, like you, you want to be able to have the, the resources where you can do that stuff um, and not be so tied to we don't have the resources. So our relationship is, is basically based on proximity. Um, we also are just uh, in a relationship because we're in the same place, you know, the same atmosphere. Uh, I guess that goes back to proximity because I can think back like in high school, even in college, you have a lot of relationships. But then it's like, bro, we, we at school. So it's very like we we going through the same struggle right. so you really don't have the, you don't have the full dynamics of a relationship you have the title but you don't have the full the full features of one so i think you know one for me you got to be uh, financially st- stable because whatever woman you want if she's worth her salt she's worth that grain um you going you going to invest into that uh whether it be financially with, with time um emotions everything and vice versa uh if she wants you she will show that in return um, it shouldn't be all one sided. So I think uh, relationships fail, like you said, with those unrealistic expectations that from year one is going to stay the same uh, because we all evolve. Um, I know I was laughing when I thought about you saying at 18, man, if you told me at 18, Justin, what do you like? Man, that's so much different than right now at 30. Oh, man, years. what? Dude, I, I was like, thinking about I'm that like, today, eight, bro. 18, I'm like, 18, I'm like, oh, man, she got to be. I, I want to see like shake like coke bottle da, 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 da. now i'm like man i can man. tell you for me it's <laughs> it was light skin yeah long hair <laughs> probably about five two five three maybe yeah. get by with about five five you know and yeah. that was kind of the <laughs> blueprint in my mind but you know but when so, you talk about ev- evolution bro you know just like me you know if you have on the light skin sisters just because that's kind of what was the deal mm-hmm. and you'll get to college and you'll see some chocolate thunder it'll mess you up bro yeah yeah it'll mess you <laughs> up you like oh wow yeah and then you realize that you can't from a you know look standpoint you can't mm-hmm. you know really box yourself out because we as human beings are art mm-hmm. you know we, we we are made in god's image you know mm-hmm. so you can't say i want this i want that because there's but more than 31 flavors if we speak it in baskin robbins terms right. you get what i'm saying it, it's just mm-hmm. a lot and we know even through college you you grow you you know a lot of people can grow on you you mm-hmm. you eventually see them and they're not attractive 
And then mm-hmm. they grow on you. You're like, man, yeah, well, well, how did I miss this? You know, so. Dude, I know for a fact I have been in relationships and I thought, like, you get so wrapped up in a person, you'd be like, oh, man, this person, like, they da 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 And then when it's over and you come down, you like, man, it really was just like anybody else. Like, it, it ain't nothing like it. That ain't even really something I like. I just kind of made myself kind of like, like you said, you just kind of grow into it because you you did. Right, exactly, man. So I, I get it 100%, bro. So I'm going I'm to jump to this next one, right? So do failed relationships leave scars? I know we kind of talked about this a little bit, but do failed relationships leave scars? I'm going to say yes, but not in the way you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, they leave scars because the one thing that was right is kind of outweighed by the many things that were wrong. And let me break that down. Mm-hmm. Let's be current. Let's be 2021. Yeah. Toxic relationship. What's the number one thing that will keep a toxic relationship going? Sex. Sex. That's <laughs> what it is. Sex for sure. Yeah. That's what it is. If the sex is good and nothing else is good, that will prolong that inevitable breakup. And right. what happens yeah. is, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm thinking out loud. I'm like, yeah, you 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 put up with a lot just because of that one thing. Absolutely, and and, and let's not kid ourselves. There's one thing about this. You know, you you may have some people laughing on at the other end of the uh, speakers yeah. right now, but at the end of the day, let's call it what it is. Yeah. You know, sex will keep you in that toxic relationship for a long time, and what the scar is left is the fact that. Everything in that relationship was wrong, but the sex was good. And now you're comparing everybody else's sex to that sex mm-hmm. with an unrealistic expectation. So the mm-hmm. scar is you're always looking back versus moving forward. Right. You know, whether that be, you know, financial stability, you know, in a sense, rich. Let's mm-hmm. call it rich. You know, you can buy the Birkin bag. You can, you know, mm-hmm. co-sign on the car. You can stay in the 400, I mean, the 4,000 square foot house. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The longing for the thing that was right versus the millions of things that was wrong can scar you moving forward simply mm-hmm. because you're not realizing the bigger picture. So and and other scars, absolutely. You can talk about abuse. You know, yeah. those are scars, you know, uh, portraying, you know, past experiences on future mates, mm-hmm. you know, uh, something in the black culture. I mm-hmm. say if you, you know, have grandparents. I would uh, venture to say that granddaddy probably stepped out on grandma a couple of times. Right. You know, uh, granddaddy may have some illegitimate children somewhere, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's a common story that perpetuates down the generations to make it to where black women don't want to be married because they don't want to experience that hurt. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing about your scars. You know, your scars can potentially become your children's scars simply if they're old enough to comprehend what they see. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. You don't want to have that replay, but you know, I'm sitting here thinking about it, man. I think sex is something is taboo. We don't talk about it a lot. We know what it is. We don't talk about it a lot, but dude, it's so much, it's so much more than a moment. I think sometimes we get lost in a moment and make it, you know, too long or we put too much um, emphasis on it. But, you know, like for me, just thinking out loud, you know, I always say like my girl right now, I, I say the same thing. I'm like, dude, if I could, if I change anything, I would have waited on one person because just the 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 attachments and the the emotions of it all. And like you said, man, you can get so caught up and having it. And I know we talking about sex, but this also goes into like this relationship leaves scars because you can get so tied up into that one thing. Like you said, you miss every red flag. So by the end of it, you're you're emotionally empty. You're physically done because you, you may have stopped like your exercise routine or you may have gotten into unhealthy eating habits because you just got depressed, felt alone, felt lonely, whatever. Um, so financially, you may be gone because you spent all, like you said, you, you the person, you spent all your money doing X, Y, Z. And so by the time you look up, the sex was great, but I ain't got nothing. Like I'm starting back over from scratch, and there's nothing wrong with starting over. Like I can attest, you know, what I'm saying that I'm a person that that has and is still in the process, but has started over. And sometimes in life, you know, I get this like a little side note, but sometimes in life, man, you may have to start over three, four times or more than that. But it ain't nothing wrong with it. But like getting back to what we're talking about, like don't let sex be so. 
sex cannot lead and maintain a relationship because at some point it ain't no new tricks like and if that's what's at the head at some point it's gonna fail i mean I, that goes back to a biblical principle uh that Absolutely. a house is, cannot be built on sinking sand so you got to create create a strong foundation also be realistic with one another um you know and ask about those scars i think you have to talk about like you said because sometimes we can make people of our present pay for mistakes of from people of our past Absolutely. by Absolutely. simply not processing it and then you know of course you probably know this in the black community one thing we do is we don't talk about it so we don't I, talk about you, it. you know you, if somebody asks you a question you say oh, i ain't gonna talk about that i don't want to talk about that so you shutting this person you shutting a person off now it does come with a level of trust because you don't just want to go out here and just you know throw your business out to everybody but if you see yourself seriously going with a person and y'all seriously have something to go towards then you know that's something if it's something that's deep it's something that that carries weight to you you do need to you know uh kind of put that out there in order to i feel like to have a successful relationship absolutely let me let me let me put this in here real quick because i'm sure we probably got some up and coming expiring um high school going to college athletes yep. while we on the sex topic man look and this you ain't got to be an athlete you you be a regular person mm -hmm. man be careful with sex yeah very careful with sex i know uh, if you a fan of Chappelle and you watch the uh the rick james episode of the Chappelle show when he says yeah. cocaine is a hell of a drug yeah. sex is a hell of a drug that's what yeah. it is and what you get a taste <laughs> and, and here's the thing it's several different levels and i tell people be careful who you you know I don't, i'm not promoting sex before marriage I, I, i'm not mm -hmm. and I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest i put partake in it and i understand the ramifications behind it the mm -hmm. biggest thing about life, they're saying all you're getting, getting understanding. Understand why that was put there for a reason, because sex is designed to keep you together. That's mm -hmm. why the relationships, they, they tear so roughly and then you have the scars. Yep. But I say that to say this, man, be careful who you having sex with. Not because of diseases, not because of pregnancies. It's a lot of people that have had sex with people that ain't get pregnant by them, ain't had no disease, but they hurt right you there's two things that can happen when you have sex with a person either you could put some on them that they can't live without or they're gonna put some on you that you can't live without yep. and it can mess your whole psyche up mm -hmm. uh I, you know everybody got a little body count you know i, I got a little body everybody has it mm -hmm. and i can go back and think about the ones that i didn't have sex with and i'm like i'm glad i didn't because yep. those decisions could have altered my life you know because mm -hmm. we've always it, it, you know been around some bad chicks this that and the other <laughs> yo, like, yo. yeah yeah i'm so glad yes. i didn't because if i did you know what i'm saying i don't know where i'd be right now and and that's that's kind of my story I, I i would say my trajectory would have been altered even if i didn't have have children with those people my trajectory would have been altered had i had sex with certain people so watch that as a young person watch that as a person period because yeah. Those decisions they traject they they determine the trajectory of your uh you know your life you yeah, know you, you got a lot of life ahead of you yeah you definitely have to have discipline for sure and uh like you said too man I mean there's some people like man that person may not be healthy for you at all and that like that one aspect that sexual aspect can jack you up you know what I'm saying not jack you up but mentally alter you um in your future because you don't want to find your future wife and then you sitting there thinking like man I remember back in 2015 man i was missing this giant and she like blew my mind and like now it's so hard to connect with your person because you've had all these other experiences and they Correct. they kind of altered where, where you at and i mean that that's a one thing i can say from being married whatever different situations is that that's something that can not saying our experience but i know from even listening to other people that's something that can alter your relationship because if that person is never, you can find a person of your dreams, but if that person is never able to be number one, like a true number one to you, um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a little tough. <laughs> go, go, Absolutely. Go, go face, go face some, some, some tough roads there. So I was, I would say this. So we, we talk about, you know, uh, why do we think relationships fail? We talk about the scars. So how, how do you bounce back after a failed relationship? What's something that you would do to jump back on the horse? Well, first of all, it's, it's self-accountability. You you have to, you know, look at yourself and say, hey, where did I what did I do wrong? 
Mm-hmm. And you really have to dig deep. A lot of people, it's easy to cast the blame when you don't dig deep because there's right. some things that you bypass. You know, we kind of living in this, you know, phase on Facebook. You got the red flags, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, you know, look at what red flags you ignored. Look at the truth yeah. that you saw there that you chose to omit mm-hmm. and realize what you could have done better as a person. Because if you don't recognize that, you can't move forward. And because mm-hmm. you can't make the same mistake again, in order to make the same mistake again, you got to not recognize it as a mistake. Because if right. you continue to carry your relationship like that, you'll never succeed. You always have failure. And what happens is that failure turns into a norm and you think everybody sucks on both sides. Guys suck, mm-hmm. girls suck, but you fail to <clears throat> fix yourself, Yeah, you know, and go out, you know, and, and, and you know, find what you need to find. And again, don't play the, the blame game. You don't know, mm-hmm. blame it on this, that, and the other. If you did everything right and that person did everything wrong, still blame yourself for not catching the fact that that person was not right for me. You right. see the uh, the memes on Instagram, you know, uh, I think it was one that said, uh, me leaving a relationship, God told me not to get in. And yeah. they got this like <laughs> cartoon character, look like they yeah. got ran over three times by a <laughs> semi truck, you know. But people live that reality because of that, that whole sex endorsement mm-hmm. release you know thing that goes on you know and everybody's okay. capable of falling into it yeah you know, and i but, mean though though men don't get as much of the uh the chemical exchange during sex it still takes place i mean it is what it is i think uh i'll say as far as bouncing back i think like you said man the first thing you have to do is look within look within yourself regardless of how crappy it was and ask yourself what could i done differently what did I do right? What did I do wrong? And I think it's a lot easier to sleep on it when you did 100% and you, you just gave it your all and it didn't work out rap, uh, rather than, you know, saying, oh, I, I kind of have baked it too and, you know, it just didn't work out. Um, also, you have to be be honest with yourself. I mean, I can look at, at my past relationships uh, and I can say, oh, I did this wrong. I did it. Not a person wasn't right for me, but I didn't aid in making it <laughs> making it better either. So I, I can look at look at my faults and say, oh, I did X, Y, Z wrong. But I think, you know, as in order to bounce back, first you have to look within. And then you also have to uh, be content and get comfortable with moving forward. Uh, love is risky. Um, yes. Love is vulnerable. You leave yourself open to hurt. Um, and you don't get you don't get hurt. So, you know, you have to you have to open yourself up and. um you know, you gotta just take the chance, get back on that horse and, and keep walking. I think for men, it's a lot easier because we're always told, you know, shake it off, walk it off, things like that versus, you know, with women, sometimes they're told it's okay to hurt and you can be hurt for the rest of your life. <laughs> so I think depending on what you want, you gotta, you gotta try again. You gotta try again. Well, you know, like you talk about hurt, you know, hurt people, hurt people, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's kind of what we have going on today, Justin. Mm-hmm. It, it's a cycle, you know, I may have a standing relationship with my wife and mm-hmm. somebody might see us go apart. It could be 10 people looking at our marriage as, you know, like, okay, this is what we need. You know, uh, marriage goes, whatever. And we'll talk about that later. Right. Uh, but if people see that go away, it's like, okay, well, why should I do this? This, that, mm-hmm. and the third. And you have that mindset, especially because me, my philosophy is I think men set the tone in society. If right. women don't want to get married, if women want to be independent, if women feel like they got to have six, seven figure jobs, <laughs> it's because men have not proven that we can actually be breadwinners, be caring, be monogamous mm-hmm. and, and do the things we need to do. And that, <laughs> That's what a perpetuation of society has taken us, you know, right. and that's the battles we fight every day. So, you know, we, you know, have to be careful. I'm not married to my wife just for me to say I'm married to my wife. I'm looking at this for my kids say, I'm looking at for the people that look at us as an example of say, and I'm not under any pressure. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this is how we correct this issue. You know, right. we have to show good examples. We have to try to be, you know, to show that it is possible. So, so the next, the next question we're going to jump into, we're going to go into how, how to make relationships work. And we kind of, we kind of uh, blitzkrieg in these, these topics right now, me and Mario, we, we talked about possibly branching off and doing another podcast that purely, you know, kind of goes into this, um, you know, for people that want to listen to it and, and want to uh, maybe, I guess, have someone 
because we, we it's, it's so many platforms that you can go to but maybe someone i guess is tangible or someone that's maybe closer to you um i know some people just like the the intimate part of that uh where it's like oh these people from the same part then kind of you know more relatable i guess that's what word i'm looking for so we we may we may jump into that but the next part we're going to talk into talk about is uh how to make relationships work um and the first question is uh, what what does a healthy relationship look like and mario i'm i i answer this one first and then i'm let you go into it all right i feel so, you go ahead so for me i think healthy a healthy relationship speaking from a man's perspective i say this mario alluded to the point earlier a woman the woman you choose to lay down with the woman you choose to share your body with the woman you choose to um even engage in a relationship with has could ha, has not could have has a direct correlation in your trajectory up or your trajectory down we never plateau or stay the same that's very rare to stay in the same place um i've been in relationships where and i think this question kind of goes into like what side of you comes out in a way uh it can be meshed into that but i've been in relationships where the worst side of me is shown signs of me i didn't even know was there uh was shown but then i'm also in a relationship where you don't mind putting in the work because this person is pushing you this person is pouring into you this person is giving back to you as well as you giving to them and i know we get into a lot uh in 2021 we get into a lot of like red pill conversations alpha male beta male this is what an alpha male does this is what the like stuff like that but you know who is a good person who's a good fit for you and you also know who's not a good fit for you if you're if whether you be man or woman if you're the one that's pouring and never being poured into that's probably something that ain't healthy and y'all probably need to talk about it i mean because it may not be it may not be a case where it's impossible to give but that person may not know how to give it that person may not even recognize they're not giving it um so to, but to me overall a healthy relationship looks like y'all's pouring y'all are pouring into each other you're having each other reach goals and accomplish things but you're also playing your role as well and that's not just saying gender roles but you playing your role in a relationship if one person's better with money than the other let that person manage the money if one person's better at cleaning than the other and they like to do it then you know you help where you can say hey can i help you clean and let them lead on in that in that area and i'm using like light light topics but to me that's what a healthy relationship looks like it it kind of it's like a team you know y'all y'all play off each other you know and certain avenues the man may have to take a step back let the woman you know take a step up certain avenues you know she she just has to follow but you can't have too many chiefs and you can't have too many indians so it's kind of got to be playing off each other but that's to me what a healthy i don't i think i think i explained it well but to me that's what a healthy relationship looks like well uh just to kind of tap in on the subject my thing would be to be mindful in what you see and what you consider as marriage goal slash relationship goal mm -hmm. because of a, a lot of that persona is portrayed and i'm not saying that the people that you see are not happy yeah but two things you need to realize number one the truth uh, can be you know uh truth be told sickness can be hidden mm -hmm. you know um I take this example for um what's my guy's name? Uh Chadwick Bozeman. Nobody yeah. knew he had cancer. Nobody. Mm -hmm. You know, and the reason I use that as an example is people that are going through or in toxic relationships know how to hide it. You right. understand what I'm saying? Right. We have ancestors that have possibly been in toxic relationships where they've been abused and, and raped and things like that that have hit it over the years. And it's like pulling teeth to get them to talk about it. Not that you want to get in a business, but you kind of want to know history, you know, culture and things like that to understand why things are. Because you don't right. know where you're going if you don't know where you've been. So uh, wellness on the other end can appear as being discomfort and laborious, which means mm -hmm. that if people are going through some things, if they climbing an uphill battle, trying to fix their credit, you know what I'm saying? Working a couple of jobs, trying to, you know, get financially that may look like an unhealthy relationship, but in all actuality, there's an understanding there to where they have a goal that they're trying to get to. So be careful mm -hmm. what you see. All right. be, be careful what you see. Don't don't because you see the girl's feet propped up in the Lamborghini and the guy got Rolex uh, watch yeah. on uh, in the Instagram photo. Don't don't everybody says that relationship goes, but you don't know what's behind that. So be very careful. You know, so I, I, I always throw that out there because, you know, time tells it all. 
uh, or whatever mm-hmm. a healthy relationship is, it'll stand the test of time. Whatever was unhealthy, mm-hmm. you'll find out, you know, simply because it won't it won't last. You know, yeah, so. I mean, and, and to and to pick, I know I'm, to pick it back a little bit more off that. Um, I know when we're younger, it's so hard to. I, I feel like at a point you kind of glorify toxicity, like you feel like it's normal in a way. Um, because I remember at one point in my life, and it, it's crazy saying I used to be like, "Man, I like crazy chicks," like, but bro, I got older. I'm like, hell no. <laughs> but, well, you, you know, know I, even, I, even with that, I mean that that was one thing. But I mean, like you said too, you never know, like. Like you said, people know how to put on a face, and and when it's something, we use the word toxic, but abusive or anything like that. And I ain't just saying physical, but any type of abuse, like people know how to put on a face, and, and we'll never know. Like I said, it's just over time. Absolutely, you had you got to let it uh, wear out, and like I said, what's not real won't last. It's that simple. So, uh, I was like, uh, second thing, how 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 do you cultivate a healthy relationship? How do you make that thing grow? Healthy relationships are cultivated by healthy conversations. Um, you need to discuss problems, past, present, and efforts of improving the future. You mm-hmm. know, if you enter um, a relationship with bad credit, that don't need to be a secret. Oh, no. That don't need to be nothing y'all find out when y'all trying to buy a house. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? It's too, it's too yeah. late then. We walk to the yeah, table. Like, like, oh, uh, uh, my credit's going <laughs> 450. What? Yeah, we, we, we can't be finding out when we're trying to buy this house. That you ain't been paying your bills. You know what I'm saying? That's when these problems start. Yeah. We 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 wait until stuff got to be uncovered to uncover. But you know, <laughs> yeah, we we, we <laughs> hey, have the uh, have the you know uh, uh, uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. If you was in an abusive relationship and you got hit, uh if you um Maybe. had sexual abuse or things like that, talk about that. For a for a man having had dealt with somebody that's been in a, a, a sexual abusive relationship, it's awkward. It's very mm-hmm. awkward because you feel like you're on pins and needles. You don't want to do the wrong thing. You like the person, but at the same time, you never want to make them uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. But you need off. that, right? You need to have that conversation about that. Um, also, let's talk about goals. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and realistic goals. We all we go back to that. Um, that expectation thing you know mm-hmm. i need to set goals my wife needs to set goals and we need to help each other achieve and that's what a healthy relationship is healthy relationship it you know and how you cultivate it is teamwork mm-hmm. is is picking up the slack you know people throw out the percentages 50 50 100 100 oh i'm not gonna run this house. i'm not gonna be in no household when i'm paying the mortgage this that and the other right the relationship has an understanding and the people in that relationship have to operate under that understanding. And guess what? Nobody else has to understand that, but y'all. you know, it, but y'all, that's you it. know, and that's it. And I think that's what we got going on. Everybody has that vision of what somebody else's relationship is supposed to look like and what a healthy relationship is supposed to look like. They have their own understanding. Right. You know, um, I'm not an advocate of abuse. I'm not an advocate of, you know, just, you know, anything that's, you know, harmful mm-hmm. you know but at the same time they have an understanding in that relationship and you got to be responsible for your own understanding so um uh, that's what i would say cultivates a uh a healthy relationship that's very true i think i think uh Matt, uh for me for me to answer that i i think uh to what a, a man's role is i mean because i'm a man i can speak for men um uh, I, I can't speak for all men i speak for just but um uh, i think one thing as a man you have to take the, the leadership role and you also have to realize too that you cultivate that you cultivate your partner to an extent of what you what you would like to be represented of you, um, as well as you know um, taking the lead. And what I mean by that is I'm not saying that you like that you beating somebody into submission. That's that's insane. Correct. What I'm saying that's, that's, that's straight. That's not what that is. No. Yeah. What I'm saying is you take the time to mold and create, um, and that takes a level of maturity that I think that you really don't understand until you get a little bit older. Um, like if you're if your wife or your girl or your significant other wants to i'm gonna just use this as an example wants to lose weight right um maybe your motivation and yourself is I, I will talk down on myself or i will make myself do xyz but women are not wired like men so Correct. Correct. me talking to her like coach brown off last chance you 
is not <laughs> is not gonna cut it. Me cutting lights on at five o'clock in the morning saying, Hey, you know what time it is? Get up, go hit the go hit the gym. Like, no, you need to just be like, don't be so laxed on it, but be understanding and say, Hey, babe, I feel like you need to uh, you know, you gotta do something, but I'm gonna go with you, or I'll show you, or let's work out together. Or let's let's do this together. Let's eat this together. Like something like that. I mean, if you know that that's their goal, because you it'd be some sacrifice for yourself as well. And that's what I mean by cultivating. Like you can't just, you know, like I said, just wake up and then like cracking a whip about everything. It's, it's got to be some understanding. Because even for you, like as a man, some days you come in and you, you might be like, oh, man, I want to make 100K this year, right? And you're like, man, I just feel down myself today. I ain't made no sales this month. And you just you killing yourself, and it's like she come in, she talks to you real sweet, like baby, I believe in you, and that's enough. So I mean, like you got like it goes both ways, but you like like I said, you can't be cracking the whip. You got to be a leader, and I think that's one way you like cultivate some health. Let me ask you this. Let me let me um uh, let me let me digress for a second because yeah. this is something I've been dealing with mentally mm-hmm. as far as the man woman dynamic, especially in the black community. Me personally, and I could be wrong, and uh, all you listeners, please like, subscribe, and, and comment, and let us know if this we need to branch this thing out, do something else, because it's a lot that can be talked about. But let me ask you this, Justin. Mm-hmm. Well, let me say this, I'm, I'm gonna get what you think about it. Mm-hmm. I really think women, and I say black women, mm-hmm. black women don't want to be head of household, black no. women don't want to have to hustle to make the six figures mm-hmm. uh black women you know i don't think they you know want to be against us yeah they don't want to be yeah right and, and what I, and what i'm yeah. going to is is that as a man we have to foster that i think women in general are natural nurturers mm-hmm. i used to not understand why the stay-at-home mom existed and mm-hmm. I probably didn't understand it because my mom wouldn't stay at home mom because she couldn't be. She was yeah, single. My, yeah, mine definitely wouldn't. Right. So now as I grow up, as I'm working, mm-hmm. as I'm trying to provide a secure financial household, roof over our head, vehicles to drive, bills pay, things like that, trying to alleviate some stress for my wife. Yeah. I understand why stay at home moms exist. Right. When you so- have children, that is a full time job. Oh yeah, and I know you have a household to sustain. That is a business, mm-hmm. and that's one thing about a marriage. You have to look at it. It is a business. How you handle your marriage, especially if everybody's in the entrepreneurship culture, got the mm-hmm. PPP loans and all this stuff like that. If you want to be a business person, your household has to be handled in a business manner. Oh yeah, facts, and well, sure. where I'm going with this is that the problem is women have to be more than they should be. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying women should step back and fall, but no, that ain't where I'm going with this. I mm-hmm. think where you are is a result of many men that you've seen as poor examples not being what they need to be, and you having to step up and not wanting to be a victim of circumstance. And I exactly. respect that. That's that's survival's instinct. Exactly. Shout out to women that own companies, yeah. Shout out to women that are making six, seven figures a year. We, we we appreciate you. We see the effort. Yeah, I I just in my mind, I don't think that that was the original goal. Yeah, because women are nurturers. Mm-hmm. You know, most women are. I will say this: so women ain't cut out to be moms. Some, <laughs> some men ain't cut out to be dads. Nah, so I will for I will fortunate to marry a mom without children. My wife is a she she's Boy. she's she's a nourisher. Yeah, and I knew that when I met her, and that's what one of my main attractions was to her. But what I'm saying is, I just really think we talk about, you know, uh, healthy conversations and things like that. I think Mm -hmm. that needs to be dealt with, that women are going out being extra super, because y'all are super, let's just call it what it is, Yeah. as a survival instinct. And go ahead. Well, if if I had to answer that, man, the first first thing I think about, I think about my mom, and I think about, you know, I, I grew up in a single parent home. And so I think about the role that she took, trying to play both roles, man, woman, da da da, whatever. And I think about, you know, even in some some respects where she would have to harden herself to be 
like a protector and that ain't really her role or right. you know a provider again that ain't really her role and when we look at our counterparts you know we look at uh white people or caucasians to be professional about it or we look at even mexicans and other cultures things like that um the women are allowed to be women i don't even want my wife or my girl to work that hard every day because it takes away from us it takes away from the family i mean you think about it like we got a bunch of women in healthcare, and and one thing about healthcare is that you give you give care to people who need to be resuscitated which goes into the the dynamic or the um goes into the nature of nurturing but if if your girl gives all of that all day to everybody else then by the time she gets to you you ain't really getting that you know, so I think again, it's where you have to step up and, and, and take that role. But then you have to think too, as a man, um, Mario, you've beat the odds. I'm one of the odds beaters, and we got several other guys out there that have beaten the odds as far as going and obtaining a, a college degree or a trade. But we also have way more that don't have a trade and don't have a degree. And you also grow up in your life. If you come from a single parent home with your mom, you're used to listening to a woman and letting the woman take the lead. That's why it's very easy for some guys to sit on the couch all day, lay around, a girl go to work, make the money, put the groceries on the table, and they ain't did nothing. And she's talking about this dude is sorry, he ain't gonna do nothing, da da da. Because you basically just live out that role of, oh, she's gonna be my mom now, she's gonna take care of this, that, and the other, and I'm gonna just sit back and let her do what what it is you know that i'm used to seeing and so i think that you know you have to take the role as far as a guy like you said you want to make sure that your like marriage is business like as much as we don't want to talk about that it's love but it's business like you don't want to make a bad you gotta have a you gotta have good roi good return on investment so you know i think as a as i think more men we have to step up and go after those jobs that are more lucrative but also we had to put ourselves in position to know what what it is you want to do like i know for instance mario you are you are a successful entrepreneur um i won't put all your business out there but you know you have you have your hand in in a couple of different pots and you're positioning yourself to be that guy you know what i'm saying i know for me i had to look at it and it's very easy for me to be like, oh, man, I'll just, you know, just lay back and let my girl do X, Y, Z. But for me, I just want to step up and be that provider, that protector. And I know in 2021, we live in a society that's a lot different than 50 years ago. But you still have to take that role as a man and say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. So you allow your woman to that, that gives your woman the freedom to be feminine, the freedom right. to be soft, the freedom to be vulnerable to you, because if she's doing the same thing that you're doing, and y'all basically like neck and neck, then no, nah, she you probably you'll get it get it to an extent, but you know, I don't know. To me, that's that's the answer is that you just have to, as a man, you have to step up into that role and step up into atmospheres and arenas that are uncomfortable for us naturally. Um, the majority of us in the society, but you have to want to improve self-improve as a man, self-improve yourself. And also gain skills that will put you in position to be in a, a great position for your family um, and providing and protecting all that stuff. Correct. Correct. Because I, I I just really think that all, all these great women are accomplishing great things. Again, no knock to you. It's just mm-hmm. I really believe that at some days they get tired. Yeah, they it's, 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 it's kind of unnatural for a woman to work 60 hours a week. That's what I'm saying. But I mean, we, I mean we, that's kind of to me, that's kind of I'm looking at that. I like I ain't gonna lie. If I talk to you, I'm like, hey, how many hours a week you work? Oh, 60. I'm scratching my head. Like, I don't we ain't even got time really to even be to do nothing. Well, it, it it's it's a new norm that's been created, unfortunately. Yeah. And it's and it's generational, it's perpetual, you know. Um, I just you know, and like you said, you look at the you know, Caucasian counterparts is different, yeah. and on record. As, as a community, we need to quit hating white people on what they're doing right. <laughs> we need to sit back yeah. and learn. That's our problem. It's not their fault that they had the knowledge. They were taught what we need to right. do. We need to sit down and have these discussions and teach our people. Because I'm going to put this right here. We're going to move on. Man, if you're not taking care of your family, if you're not going to, uh, going to a job, 
and whatever it is, if you provide for your family, it may not be the best. But let, hey, you're putting forth the effort. That's one thing about it, man. You got to put forth the effort. If you're not putting forth the effort, uh, you're putting your wife in an uncomfortable situation. She's having to make boss moves because you're not stepping up to do that. I'm not going to have nothing to do with you. And I need yeah. to go on record to say that, you know, just to clear up all, you know, any error that I may have on my side. I, we, As a friend or nothing. No, I, you, you can't. Because guess what? You can't attach yourself to a man that ain't taking care of his. There is no, no blessings in that. None. Mm-hmm. It drags you down like an anchor. Yeah. And let, let me let me let me add this real quick, too. One thing I'll say, too, is that, you know, women as well it's a and men, men this is more of an onus on you it's a lot easier for your woman to work with you than to work uh for someone else like if you can if you got your own business or y'all can build something together that's that re- reduce a ton of stress because you Absolutely. ain't got to worry about her getting talked to crazy by a boss uh her co-worker talking to a crazy nothing like that no it ain't about isolation but you just want to like if she wants to do that that's cool but if, if not you can always say hey babe, i got a job for you you can do this if you want to. You can set the house. You can work from home or whatever you want to do. So you want to create that environment. I'll ask you this quick question before we go to the next one. Uh, Mario, what's your stance on getting married young? Because, you know, we see that from the other people. But, you know, us as black people, we wait till we 40. And then we say, oh, that was God time. Well, I will say <laughs> this. Um, it's something that's floating around. And I, I, I'll steal the quote. I don't know who started it, but um, I'll credit whoever said it. A lot yeah. of people want the 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 wedding day. They don't want the marriage. Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing is understanding what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. You know, when you marry someone, you know, you're talking about days that are not good. You're talking about days that are good. You're talking about uphill battles. Things. It's not a comfortable situation. It's a commitment. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, it, it's all as a person. You know, you meet people with old souls. You know, um, you meet older people that you know that still want to run the streets you know so i you can't put an age on that decision but at the same time you know you know maternal clocks ticking you know men you know we can have kids at any time but you know you got to be you know respective of you know how you want your mate to be in order to you know accomplish that but it needs to be you need to understand what you're getting into because a lot of people don't even when they're 40 you get married yeah. at 40, they still don't know what they're getting into, you know, because they've lived 40. I mean, you know, let's go 18 to 40. What is that? You know, 22 years of yeah, just, you know, years, yeah. yeah, just not having nobody, you know, to be responsible for, not having to answer anybody mm-hmm. and not having to deal with those things. So it's up to the individual person, you know, as far as being financially ready, being young, you probably never be. You just need to have a plan in place and don't yeah. put yourself out there, you know. Um, it, it, you know, it's hard to answer. But yeah, yeah. I got married at um, 27. Yeah, I was yeah. 27 when I got married. So I can't really, you know, say young or old, whatever, or not. So, but it, it, you just need to know. You need counseling. You need counseling, not only from the reverend. Man, you need counseling from people that have been married. You need, well, you need counseling for people that are married. Yeah, you know, uh, get sure. you some of them seasoned marriage that's, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. Let them be honest to you. For you sure. know, and that, that's would be my recommendation, my answer to that. So I ask this, and then we're gonna jump into the next the next little section. So, are there things that hinder relationships from being healthy? Um, yes, I would say so. Uh everything we've talked about up to now, uh poor communication, not knowing what the person is thinking, mm-hmm. unreasonable expectations, you know. Being married to somebody five years and expected being a four thousand square foot house driving a um, a G wagon, yeah. And you know the guy been working at Cooper Tire and he working his way up. You know, shout out to Cooper Tire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That um, getting out your own way. You know mm-hmm. that unrealistic expectation. Just because you look a certain way, you expect. Yeah. Oh, I supposed to be. Oh, you keeping up with the Joneses? Yeah, man, them Joneses that had you messed up, bro. Yeah, yeah. Them John, I'm telling you, them Joneses, because you you see your neighbor get a car. Oh, we supposed to be getting a car by now. You don't want broke. Or <laughs> yeah, private school. We supposed to be going to private. You know what I'm saying? And you, yeah. you you chasing this carrot that unnecessary because you looking outside of your marriage for validation when you need to be looking at your team, your teammate, because mm-hmm. essentially you're a teammate. So though that stuff hinders uh, uh, uh unhealthy, you know, relationships becoming healthy. They they really do. And it's simple, it's foundational, but they happen. 
I would say to add, I would just say something that uh that hinders relationships from being healthy that's holding on to the past. I know it's so easy sometimes for us to hypothetically move on, but then mentally you still stuck in whatever year that was, maybe of a previous relationship, maybe of a previous time in your life where you felt like things may have been better. But holding on to those things are kind of kind of blocky from being in a healthy relationship that uh that you want because you can't be as healthy as possible if you still got that in your mind um i also think like you said just unrealistic expectation i think uh one of the biggest things and healthiest things you can do is use social media as a tool but do, don't use it as a measuring rod uh do not use it as a measuring stick against your own personal life you can use it for entertainment you can use it to connect with friends and people that you don't talk to on the regular but outside of that um i mean even promote your business and stuff but outside of that like if you're using it, you're getting on it, trying to see where you at in life, where they at in life, it, you'll, you'll always be disappointed. So I think that, that, that that's something. So we'll jump, we're going to jump to the next one. We're going to say effects marriage can have on our culture. So we've kind of got into like the problems we got. We got get, given some solutions as well. But uh, how would you say marriage could affect our community? Um, it depends on the parties involved, you know, um, Healthy relationships, healthy marriages can create, you know, good offspring and build generational wealth. You know, right. that's my biggest thing. If we're, we're so far behind our Caucasian counterparts due to some circumstances we can't control, but due to a lot of circumstances we can't control, we need to educate. Yeah. And we need to have a home that's that fosters the education of our children. We need to be teaching them, you know, uh financial you know literacy that's not yeah. really taught in school you know man mm -hmm. i remember taking a course going through high school man, i did my my taxes 17 years old i did a 1040 easy in class you know uh learning those things understanding you know finances because that's a lot of our problem right is financial literacy um uh, you know if we do this on a bigger scale this can shift our culture this mm -hmm. can narrow the gap that we have between you know our counterparts you know uh, and on the flip side unhealthy marriages can damage you know for generations to come and we're suffering that now yeah you know so because so many people get afraid afraid to try to even try to commitment because you've seen what could go wrong or you heard so many horror stories you don't even right want to um, right and it take it do take some work and everybody ain't cut out for the work man you mm -hmm. know and I, I would say that you know if you're realistic with yourself and you know marriage is not something you want to do i understand that because it yeah. is work it's a lifetime commitment you know um it, it, it battles mental it battles physical you know it, it's a lot of things you have to deal with you know so mm -hmm. that'll be my my two cents on it uh i would say that marriage as far as affecting our community i think it you know like i said it can have a positive and negative effect we talk about the negative we talk about the positive i think uh overall it makes everybody stronger it makes us stronger as a community because it gives you more community uh, these days, I think I forgot the exact year. I can't remember when they took the statistic. Uh, maybe, and I ain't gonna guess. It was nineteen, either in the seventies or eighties. I can't remember exactly. But anyway, at that at that point, we had a twenty five percent, and don't quote me verbatim, but it was about I'm gonna say about twenty five percent kids born out of wedlock rate. Uh, at that point, today in twenty twenty one, I'm about to say twenty twenty, but twenty twenty one. Uh, in our community, in the black community, that has risen up to 80 plus percent. So wow. marriage is, is very key. I mean, because if, if a kid doesn't have a sense of home, then you have no structure. If you ain't got no structure, then you out here doing whatever. So it's very key. And then that goes back to what we were saying earlier about a mom or your mom taking so many roles. And if she has multiple kids, she's only able to do for so many. But then she's protecting, providing and catering to and no man in the, in the house or he comes every you know whatever so um i think marriage can have a great effect i think we gotta quit being afraid we gotta stop being afraid of it but i think too we have to take uh for guys we gotta take step up and uh take accountability if you like her if you want love her you see see your life see the rest of your life with that person step up to the plate if you don't then don't play don't play around with it for years taking it through the mud dragging through the mud which is just because you want somebody and then dropping off and going about your way so um, man i will uh tell you this uh thinking about my wife shout out to Corinne, love you to death um 
I would say one of the reasons besides God that my wife is my wife because she grew up in the family. She grew up in a home that was married. Uh, mm -hmm. It was, you know, adopted by our aunt. Um, also, grandparents are married. You know, so she got to see a lot of marriages and they groom their women, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I they, 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 and that's a lot of what doesn't happen, even on the men's side as well. Men are not grooming men. Women are not grooming women because mm -hmm. men are not around their children because of what kind of beast animosity they got with they, you know, mother, their children or being incarcerated or something like that. Right. And women having to take on so many roles that they don't have time to reproduce women such as them. Mm -hmm. It's a dire crisis when you say 25 percent all the way up to 80 percent, because that means that this is grown and it's been normalized. Right. That's the thing. The word of today is normalization. It's been normalized. So it's hard to undo something that's normal. I mean, we talk about the economy right now. Mm -hmm. Normal price on a 14, 1500 square foot house down here in where I am was 184, 185. Now mm -hmm. we're 220, 225. You know what I'm saying? That's not normal. So everybody's having a you know a sticker shock moment. But once you, you know, you talk about normalizing something that's not conducive to the development of our people, it mm -hmm. takes work. That's why every mar marriage is a work. Every marriage is a ministry, man. I mean, it's no pressure, but it is pressure. It has to work because nobody, you can't set the example, you mm -hmm. know, and it's going to be hard. You got to sit out sometimes. Some things you can't buy, some things you can buy. You know, people may think you're struggling because you're doing this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. And you may have to struggle, but it's for the greater good, and especially if you got kids involved. They have to see that because we can't produce you know, men, honorable men that are worth marrying, that are worth being, you know, you know worth being submissive to. Mm -hmm. And we can't produce women that know how to handle business, but at the same time, we'll submit to a woman. And we can't produce, you know, future couples that can compromise for the greater good of perpetuating our culture if mm -hmm. we don't, you know, correct this issue. So. Right. It, it, it's it's a lot to talk about and i know we won't have enough time today to do that man but it gets deep man i think it needs to be talked about it does yeah and this is uh i think it's def definitely a topic that we, we we will revisit for sure um in the in a few in the near future coming up so sooner a lot a lot sooner than later because it just needs to be talked about and i mean it's been a great conversation i've even learned a little bit myself so i mean it's it's, it's always a good day to be a I always, I always say it's a good day to have a good day, but I always open myself up to learning because none of us, like the day you stop learning is the day you start dying. It's Absolutely. A, a, a quote that I, I, I like to live by. So um, we wrap, we wrapping it up. Mario, leave us with one health tip, one or multiple health tips for the, the good people out there listening, and uh, we'll wrap it up. I would say uh, embrace the evolution of the relationship. Um, uh, what I mean by this is that the only thing constant is change. You know, mm -hmm. the foundational principles are the same. The vows that you take when you marry someone or you pursuing marriage, you know, mm -hmm. that's your common ground. But embrace the change. Embrace, you know, your wife or, you know, whatever, becoming a soccer mom. You know, embrace yeah. the fact that, you know, her body has gone through changes because she's reared your children. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, you may have skinny girl, you married, now she thick. Embrace it. <laughs> yeah. It's two people in one. Make it work. Make it yeah. exciting to yourself. Yeah. That's not cheating. You have the same person <laughs> in two different forms. Yeah. That's not it's not an unwritten rule. That's not a written rule anywhere. If you marry yeah. her slim and she turns thick and it's two different women and they the same woman, <laughs> that's a cheat a two, code. Yeah, you got a two for one. <laughs> yeah, that's a cheat code. Em yeah. Embrace that, you know. Uh, same difference, you know. Mm -hmm. We get dad bars, we become yeah. Home Depot guys, you know, and Lowe's, you know, or be handy, you know, learn different yeah. things, you know, uh, and, and take style or uh, take substance over style, mm -hmm. you know, focus on what's real, use your use your head, yeah. you know, everything that glitters is not gold, you know, but at the same time, have your plan executed, that's what keeps you focused. So that would be my 
relationship health tips for today. I got you. Um, I guess if I was to add, I'd just say respect each other. Um, whether it be time, effort, patience, grace, give all that stuff, respect each other, and uh, make sure you keep keep God number one in it, and uh, and always press forward to be the best you you can be every day. And I think if you do that, you'll be all right. Choose a path. Go, like choose the path that's that's not as driven on. Sometimes choose the hard road that makes life a little easier. And as I say all the time, do the things legends do. Get one percent better each and every day, and be legendary.